good afternoon. Uh, we are joined by our very special guest, Mr. Hagemoser. Yeah, I thought uh, we already had Mr. Hagemoser. I know, but this is the original Mr. Hagemoser who still gets freaked out when he hears me being called Mr. Hagemoser. Well, luckily, I've never <laughs> called you that, nor have I really probably ever heard anybody call you that. All I hear is Coach Hagemoser. That's very true. But my dad has joined the podcast. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great. It's great to be here today. And I'm not the original Mr. Hagemoser. There was one before me. Actually, a couple. Yeah. <laughs> but that was. But Grandpa was doctor. That's true. I mean, That's so true. yes, you need to go. You need to go back a couple of generations to get, you know, Grandpa Neil. Uh, but yes, there was doctor, and then there's Mister. But I still remember that one time we were at a. We were out to dinner at Scratch, and one of my former students. Walk by like, oh, how you doing, Mr. Hangwazer? And your look on your face was just like, he's not Mr. Hangwazer, I'm Mr. Hangwazer. Like, that's me. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so one of the reasons why I want to have my dad on the podcast is that growing up, my dad did a ton of travel, internationally, domestically. Um, and so, Dad, what is your actual job title at 3M? So I'm the global business manager for 3M Touch Systems. So 3M makes a uh, touchscreens touchscreen technology that's uh, that used in a lot of uh, commercial kinds of devices from uh, ATMs and slot machines and uh, fitness equipment uh, that has touchscreens on it. Um, we don't do iPads or, or, or phones or anything like that. So it's mostly commercial uh, products. Okay. Um, and so with that, you traveled a lot and that's, so I, I mean, I never really, you know, when people ask me what my dad did growing up, I was like, he works in touch screens. That's all I kind of really know. I don't really know his official title, but it was, as I was growing up, I sort of marked on what you were working on at the time was like where you were traveling. So I do have a vague memory of you going to Germany a lot when I was younger. And I think that was when you were doing a lot of stuff with like BMW and cars. And then it was your, your weekly visits to Vegas. <laughs> what you were doing that was slot machines um but so like on average when you were traveling a lot how often were you gone like how many times were you, how many days were you gone or nights however you guys track it were you gone a year so a very scary number um of days considering you know there's weekends and there's 365 days in a year minus 52 saturdays minus 52 sundays you know it gets to be a you know, a smaller and smaller number. Uh, it was traveling probably um, last year, probably forty uh, percent of the time. Yeah. Um, so you know, at the time, worse, a little worse at the end of the year, maybe fifty percent. So I, you know, I put in uh, last year maybe one hundred twenty-five thousand air miles. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you so, ever worry that at some point Peter was going to think you were in the CIA doing all this kind of traveling and just being gone? Nah, he knows better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't uh, clandestine travel. It was all uh, really well booked, and I never well, had the advantage of uh, you know the private jets or anything like that. So at least know. it was well covered up enough that he never. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and sort of in perspective, this wasn't. I think the longest you were, were ever gone growing up and i think the longest you've ever really been gone is like two weeks maybe That's a three right. week trip but so it's a lot of yours is just like you know a couple days here i remember you being like you're in minnesota for two days and then you had to go to vegas for two days and you had to go to like austin texas for two days and then you're back home or or like the random trips to minnesota for a day and then you would come back you would fly out in the morning and then you would fly back at night um and so someone being as like well traveled because I know for a fact, like, you've gone to Minnesota just for a meeting. Like, yeah. just to sit there for a meeting. Um, which is my parents uh, are from Massachusetts. So that means he's driving to Logan Airport, which is an hour away, getting on a plane, going to Minnesota for that meeting. How do you think, once we get through all this, and let's talk about, like, the next year, 2021, how do you think business travel can be affected? Do you think you're going to travel just as much? No. In, in, in fact, I, I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to be traveling nearly as much. Um, in, in fact, uh, you know, while it's all still, um, it, it's all still sort of unknown at this point, you know, I would expect that I'm probably not going to have much travel for the remainder of this year, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and next year, um, I suspect that what you might call domestic travel or small travel will, uh, will be sort of non-existent. I mean, traveling to, you know, within the US, um, you know, I certainly probably won't be going to, to uh, St. Paul, where the company headquarters are. I won't be going there as often because frankly, people are getting very used now to, to using, you know, technology. Um, I had a boss, I don't know, five years ago who put in video systems and all of our meetings were on video and you were encouraged to use video and he left and we stopped. I think it's now um, with this, you know, we're gonna do this for the rest of the year easily. And I think it's gonna just become the way we, uh, we work. It's way yeah. better than it was before. I mean, you know, you're, we're using Zoom, uh, Zoom now. Uh, our company uses Microsoft Teams, which is a, a very good tool. Um, and so it, it, uh, it just changes. I think it's changed forever. I think we're not ever going to come back to, um, to a point where we travel sort of as much as we did. And the travel that I will do, I would think moving forward, will be bigger travel. It'll be the international trips yeah. where I support the, the teams in, in, uh, in whatever local countries, either in Asia or Europe, um, for you know, a week or two. But uh, I think it changes sort of, this is gonna change everything in the travel industry, I, I think. I used, to, I used to be so frustrated, you know, because both, so my dad travels a lot, and my dad, while we're doing this podcast, he's sitting in his home office, which he's basically made into his home office because he's not uh, planning to go back to his office. And we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. And my brother also has done significant travel because he's kind of in the same line of business of the tech world. Um, and I just was always really befuddled growing up being like, you guys are in the tech business. We have all these video conferencing why do you need to go to India? Like, why do you need to go to China? Like, why aren't we just doing video stuff? And Neil's response was always like, well, sometimes when you make a deal, you need to shake the person's hand and they want to fly you out there to shake the person's hand. But now we've just accepted that well, we can't do that. Uh, and that's one of the things that I think business people are going to struggle with. Um, I'm a big, uh, business happens with a relationship. Um, people buy things from people they like. People interact uh, with people that they like. If you're just meeting in an office and talking about this order or that order, um, that's not really a relationship. That's yeah. just a, you know, that's buying and selling. That's trading. Um, you, there's a lot of information that gets passed, whether formally or informally, over the course of a, a dinner over the course of a lunch, um, you know, and, and I still think there's a, a big need for that. I think they'll be um, less frequent um, and potentially um, it, it's going to be harder to keep those relationships, um, hmm. maintain and build those relationships in the future because you're going to have to sit down and have a, a video conference like this one-on-one -on -one maybe because you can't um, you know it gets really formal when you start doing a, a video conference with five people on one side and five people on another side and you know a couple of vice presidents or something in the middle of a uh, of a video conference it, it tends it just takes on a, a a big air of formality and what normally would happen is you'd have that meeting and it would be pretty formal in the meeting and then everybody goes out for dinner and, and it's during the course of the dinner that people get to know each other. And that's when real things happen. That's when real good, you know, lasting relationships are formed. And I think that's going to be something that the whole business world is going to have to figure out how to do in a different way. <clears throat> so have you guys as a company or maybe just your team, have you guys already discussed kind of how to do that? Like how to start trying to build those relationships through a laptop? Well, we have, we've started to, um, and it's, it's going to be difficult um, because while, you know, we have really good connection here, I can see you very well, you guys can see me. Um, that's not true everywhere in the world. No. Um, and uh, when you walk into a company, you don't have access, just like sort of if I walked into 
Apex Friendship, I wouldn't have access to the network immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly maybe not at, at a rate, and not everybody has video conferencing capability. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, well, how do we make, um, how do we put tools in our, our local people's hands so that if they want me on a phone or on a video conference with, you know, their, their uh, customer, um, what tools do we want to put in their hands to make that a really meaningful? It's, it's probably not uh, just using their laptop in front of the big guy at the customer, right? It's probably more than that. It's a, a different video conferencing camera that allows you to do 360 kind of thing, better microphones. How do we, you know, do we have the bandwidth locally at that site to do that? Or should we bring our own hotspots? Those are all the things that, you know, uh, you know that, that, that we need to work on. Um, so, what's crazy is that it sounds like, you know, 3M is a massive company. And it's a, you would say that it's a billion dollar company. It's, it's um, a, a, a 30 plus billion dollar company. Yes. 30 plus billion dollar company. Good and job, it sounds Pete. like, <laughs> I try, I try, you know. Thank you, 3M, for paying for my college. Uh, uh, and, uh, <laughs> but it sounds like you guys are going through the same issues that, like, us as a school district, we're like, for you guys, it's like, all right, do these companies have enough bandwidth? But for us, it's like, do the students have internet? Like, do they have a computer? Do they have a device? So it's interesting that to hear that perspective, because I didn't even think about that. I figured everyone in the business world, you had internet. You had the ability to do video conferencing, and it was not a, an issue at that level. And, and you can do video conferencing, um, you know, like a computer to a computer or a computer to a couple of computers, you know, sort of the way... Uh, you're doing now with Zoom, but um, that works really well in sort of a casual around, right? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily work as well when, say, you have four or five people in a room and then you're the guy on the phone. You know, you have one or two guys on the phone or on the video conference and everybody else, a mix of both you know, uh, uh, you know, company and, and, and customer in a conference room. And, and, and that's, that's the part that um, you really want that kind of thing to be a really high grade um, experience. You know, if it gets a little bit fuzzy with Zoom, have hiccups or glitches in the, in the network, it's, you know, yeah, it happens, right? You really don't want that to be happening um, in a business setting. And, you know, you're talking about doing it from, you know, some part of Asia to some part of the U.S. And, of course, there's not, you know, it's, it's shifting the day and night as well. So, you know, if you want to have an 8 o'clock meeting in 8 a.m. meeting or, you know, in China, that's a, that could be a 9 p.m. meeting on the right. East Coast of the U.S. And, and so there's a whole... Uh, you know, shifting of time zones, making sure the right peoples are, and nobody has an eight o'clock meeting in, in, in Asia. It's more likely 10, which makes it 11, you know, so. Right. I, I remember those phone conversations <laughs> that you, you would stay up and you're like, I got a, a phone conference conversation with my boss in, in China. Um, and so that it's, you know, I'm the youngest of three. So I'm turning 28 this year. My brother's, you know, you're, you're reaching close to 60 right uh, next year next year next year next year is 60 so like and the reason i bring this up is that so you are close to retirement you know you've you're spent your a couple years in away in a perfect world like have you personally have you struggled with this transition as like you know someone like yes you're in the tech business and i feel like we as a family we've always kind of been up ahead of the curve on tech because you were aware of what was coming out and, and all that stuff but have you struggled? Because you are a people person. I think all my friends who, who know you and anyone who really does know you, you like to make people happy. You're a people person. And now I think you kind of lose that element a little bit with video conferencing. So have you struggled in the last couple of weeks having to shift the video instead of like actually going to see the customers or going to actually see your boss or the people who work for you? Uh, um, it's certainly different. It's, it's very sort of limiting, right? The, the, uh, I guess if it if, if it be work, there's two parts of that. So working from home, um, being forced to work from home, 
and not not being able to sort of expand outside of the home because of of uh, the COVID nineteen sort of uh, uh, you know embargoes, I would I would say that that's that's been more difficult. Um, I like working from home. It's a different experience. Um, there's things that I have to do differently and I'm trying to incorporate into my day differently uh, than if I worked in the office. I don't miss the commuting. Uh, I don't think anyone, I don't think anybody misses the commuting in Boston. Traffic is terrible. So I would have wasted an hour and a half a day commuting, you know, 45 minutes each way at least. So I don't, that's, that's time I get back in my day. Um, so that's good. I, I think I'm much more effective at home because I have, uh, I'm not interrupted anywhere near, not nearly as often. I don't have anybody dropping in to my office to get a quick answer or anything. But you also, at the other side, you lose some things. Um, everything becomes a process. You, you don't, um, and not everyone, I, I would say organizations are finding their, their place. So um, I was more of a person who would walk down the hall and poke my head in, in an office or a cubicle and ask a couple of questions and then go back to my office. You know, A, that sort of gets me moving around, but B, I like having the face-to-face -face interaction with somebody. Mm -hmm. Now sure. I'm doing instant messenger, or, you know, or, or an instant messaging system. Um, I can still sort of get that answer but it's different, right? And so, so I miss that sort of human interaction. The, you know, literally the, uh, you know, I drink a lot of coffee and so going down and getting coffee. You drink means a what, you know, lot of it. coffee. <laughs> you no, drink a lot of coffee. I would talk a to lot. 15, 20 people during the course of a day, just sort of in that process. And I'd learn a bunch of stuff along the way about what's going on in their parts of the of our business, about things that they're concerned about, and so um, I miss that kind of human interaction, the casual human interactions. I mean, I still have enough meetings, lots of meetings, lots of you know time time consuming things, but the the small personal interactions that that you would normally have during the course of, of a day, you you miss that. Yeah. Right. Well, mean, it's just I, like the relationships you were talking about when you're trying to seal a deal. It's the exact same yeah. thing. Well, I mean, all I, I, the, that's all the know, little stuff. It, you don't, you know, I would think it's the same way with, with teachers. You don't form a relationship going back and forth on a point of, of you know, uh, of U.S. government, right? Right. You yeah. form a relationship in the, in the, the times between that. In, in the casual conversations, the the banter that that happens um, before a class or just after a class, or you know, when I am making fun of my time. students, when I'm making fun of my students, that's forming a relationship, right? There. right. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, there's, I mean, we've talked about it, that one, like the main big thing that we miss of just like going to school is not like the teaching, because like you know, like we can teach whatever, but it's like actually talking to kids and like talking to coworkers and like having that like having you know a really funny moment happen in the classroom and you got to go tell your coworkers about it or just like having conversations with the kids like we actually miss because it's, it is that banter it's that just you know the communication it's the you know i go from talking to a hundred plus people a day with students and faculty members to now it's you know Adam three days a week and right. <laughs> Kelsey every day. So right. it's, it, it's it, you and my wife and my kids. That's what's where I'm at. Yes, that's <laughs> that's the that's the, the nucleus right now is of who we have these conversations with. Um so yeah, I mean I definitely agree. Um now a couple of the other questions I had. You do travel a lot. Yes. Uh, favorite place you have traveled to? Um, <clears throat> this is hard because he's been because you you probably, like built. So I have sort of three favorite places. Oh, threes are good. I don't know. I don't know any of these. Adam loves things in three. So um, I'm, I'll tell about it. I, I love London. Okay. Just because it's London, it's got all the history, and you know, there's Buckingham Palace, there's Big Ben. You know, it's just 
you know, these cool. pictures, it's just, and it's a big city and it's always sort of, all, things are always going on, right? Okay. Um, I like Hong Kong because it's like London in that it's just never sleeps and it's got that sort of element of, uh, it's gritty and it's got the, it's exotic because, you know, there's, there's still elements of the old British holdover, uh, British colony that's still there. So they're very rooted in, um, in, uh, you know, in sort of British Western culture, as well as, you know, it's highly Chinese. And, and so it, it's, it's a very cool place. I like to go there. Um, and it's, I like to go there on weekends when I travel into Asia. Nice. Um, and then Singapore. Um, well, that's good because you go to Singapore a lot. So, um, so it's good that, <laughs> like it's good, you know, that you actually good. like going there. This is, Singapore is, is, is a, uh, it's just an amazing tiny little place. Um, and it, uh, it's a city state. So it, it, it has, you know, it's its own government and everything. Again, it was British and, um, they, they run a, uh, an amazing country there it, it, and it's amazingly expensive and very wealthy. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I've walked out of my hotel uh, a couple of times and seen in the parking area just in front of the hotel where the valets are, you know, a McLaren and a couple of Ferraris and, uh, you know, sort of Porsches are low end. Um, it's, in Singapore. It's just that's a lot. just like the uh, faculty parking lot at the school. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, I know. I Very know. similar. Very, my Ford Freestyle fits in Ryan perfectly with there. And so <laughs> yeah. funny is that is the rumor true, Dad, in the family that you and Mom are moving to China? No, not yet. No, not yet. Don't know anything about that yet. There is a possibility. Is there a possibility? There's, there's a, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. Ned, has this changed things in that, uh, in that calculus? I would assume. Yes, I think it's going to change things for the company. Yeah. 3M believes in in um, moving people around. Um, and um, typically we, we, we like to, um, we like to put people into, into areas that so we would bring some, so a, some people from Asian countries to the St. Paul facility for a couple, a few years to a, that you get a bunch of relationships that are, are formed there that they would then, then when they go back and to their home countries, they, um, um, they have relationships and they, uh, they get into leadership positions within their home countries. Likewise, we send people from the U.S. and Europe over to Asia, um, again, to, to bring some um, seniority, to help grow local talent, help grow that next generation of leaders. Um, and uh, so there's, uh, you know, and, and it has to all make sense for the company, the people, everything. But uh, there's a big tradition of that at 3M, moving people around. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Did you, I mean, you haven't moved. I mean, you've been at 3M. I was looking at your LinkedIn page. As no, I, I haven't moved, no. There, uh, your six patents are very impressive. Yeah. I did not realize you had six. I think it's probably eight now, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, come on. <laughs> didn't realize that we were dealing with a big shot over here. Eight patents. No, I, I, I had no idea that. So eight patents on, you want to talk about any of those? Yeah, so it just, uh, you know, 3M is a, a big advocate of making sure that we um, protect intellectual property, protect our ideas. And so we, um, I was fortunate enough to think of some, have some interesting ideas and worked with some other folks uh, on the team and, and we filed, you know, patents. Uh, related to that, and they were granted and worked through the system, and you know, 3M is actually practicing several of them today. So yeah, it's all good. Nice. I see there's so much I just didn't know. I was looking at all your old companies that you worked at like, before I was born, uh, which was very interesting. So I was like, I've never even heard of these places. You pay attention more, Pete. Uh, I know. You, you I'm were sure never you told him all these things. At <laughs> no, some point. he just... was never home. Uh, and so. 
you got anything else, Adam? You want to ask any other questions? Yeah, well, you were talking about kind of the, the next wave of leadership. What kind of, have you guys talked about or have you thought about what kind of skills that you're kind of looking for in that next wave? Because like business is going to look drastically different for the next 20 years than it's looked in the previous 20 years. Um, teaching was going to change, but not near as much as like the business world is going to change and those kind of interactions. Have you guys thought about like, so, you know, we want our students to go be successful and we want them to have your job, not our job. Like we want them to go be as successful as possible. Have you thought about what kind of well, the world's always going to need would... good teachers. The world's always going to need good teachers. Well, thank off. you for that. We appreciate yeah, it. Uh, um, well, he's married to one, so he has to say that. <laughs> yes, right. He's, uh... he's in the young Look. room probably teaching right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I think from a, how people do things will change. I mean, so what tools they use. I mean, Zoom or, or whether it's Microsoft Teams or, you know, there wasn't email, at, you know. Don't have to go back too too far before there wasn't any email um you know the 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 tools that people use to communicate um change mm -hmm. and they're going to continue to change um i would say that the ability to communicate express yourself and um that doesn't change yeah. right you're just you're just how you're doing it what tools you're using to do it change but you know if you can't write a, a cogent paragraph um expressing you know concerns about you know any topic um then you're not likely going to be able to write a cogent email or a, a uh, you know do a video call and express those same kinds of concerns um in, in in a uh in a video conference or whatever the tool becomes whether it's holographs in the future or whatever right. you know it's it's, it. it's yeah, still you communication need that, to be able to, yeah. you need to be able to communicate at a very you know and gather your thoughts and organize your thoughts and do those kinds of things um the thinking things through you know thinking things you know two, three, four steps down the path. If we do X, they're going to do Y, we're going to do Z, they're going to go A, you know, and what if we, you know, what if we pivot to the left and we do something else? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna, what are you gonna do if, you know, they have choices every time you interact with somebody? You have to think things through and make sure that you have a, um, be thoughtful about those things and those are the kinds of things that people have done for hundreds of years in business and, and things that are going to continue to to happen in business the tools we use to do it doesn't change any of that so it's it's how to think how to organize how to communicate all that's critically important um, it's like the soft skills i mean it's your it's like can you can you talk can you talk to someone? Can you have a conversation with somebody? Can you express your opinion with somebody right. without freezing up? And Which like, that's is why we do all the stuff we do. Yeah, right. I mean, we do quarterly speeches just because like a lot of our kids, and we've noticed even this year when we started doing our combined classes, that like if you got presenting in a room of 30, and then if you got 60 kids in that room and you're in a bigger setting, a lot of our kids can't project their voice. They can't talk to yeah. a whole crowd. And I was like, and that's one of the things that going through education, like, that's why they put you in front of the school, like the classrooms. I remember my like the most nervous I ever was was the first time I actually had to get in front of this, like a class of thirty juniors and like teach them during student teaching. Like I was just like petrified of that. And now I'm completely fine with that because I've done it so many times um, that I've, I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to just communicating and talking and um, in, in a group setting. So I definitely agree. Like that aspect isn't going to change that much. Well, um, the formats of those things change a lot. I mean, so. If I'm sitting in a room and in a conference room around a table, I'm very comfortable. I, I, I can I can go for 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 hours. Um, put me at a lectern, and that's a, that's totally different. And it, sure. it, it um, it's it's a different level of comfort. It's a different level of, and, and I'm not at all comfortable um, in front of a lectern. I'm I'm a person who would walk the room. Walk the room and talk to people, um, rather than stand separated from them, and 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 basically what I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 very um, 
you know, you have to sort of find what you're comfortable at. But but uh, that that whole communicating part or organizing yourself and organizing your thoughts, that's going to be you know, and 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 being able to think spontaneously on your feet. I mean, it goes back uh, when I was in high school a thousand years ago. Um, I had a, a teacher who, a history teacher, in fact, who gave oral exams. So you sat one-on-one, -on -one. you had a 15 minute slot and you had sat one-on-one -on -one with the teacher across the table. And he asked questions and you answered and he asked more questions and you answered. And he had a really good understanding whether or not you knew your stuff and why you knew it and the thinking behind it and why people did things um, by the time you were done with 15 minutes. So that's and what we should look into. I got it. I tried it one time. It takes forever. It really takes, <laughs> it takes forever. forever. I tried it. I've heard this story before. I tried it when I was in middle school. It was effective because it was a lot of like the, I gave my students like, here are 30 possible questions I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you eight of them. And it was, you know, if I asked one and they were kind of like, they got it like half right, I would ask like a direct question. Like, sure. all right, so were you talking about this? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they were able to expand upon it. And so there was a lot of benefits of it because I got a sense of like, yes, they knew what they were talking about. They just didn't have the understanding of the question or they had no idea what it was. But it took me the entire period to go through my entire class. It would take even longer than that, like 15 minutes, 100 students. That's some simple math. Yeah, a long time. It, it would take. It would definitely take a while. Um, well, I think I'm good. Unless there's on it, if you have any, I have. Thoughts. I have a couple. Um, okay. Mainly, <laughs> how does how does the family feel about Peter's beard? Is there some worry about that? The, him taking the image of the family down. Like you have a very nice office and looks all very well put together. <laughs> you worry about like him bringing the family portrait down. The the, the ZZ Top esque yes. family beard. Um, it, it, as long as he doesn't go that next step and sort of separate it and start to braid, I think okay. that's it. And, and uh, I would say that uh, his mother would much prefer it to be a, a neatly trimmed beard. Maybe, maybe like this situation, just uh, hypothetically it, it, speaking. It could be longer than that. I, I, I'm often <laughs> so it could be certainly longer than that. So, uh, so my audience is aware, my mother did send me beard trimmers through Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Once, once she saw a picture of the beard. As a not so subtle. Not so subtle, very passive aggressive. <laughs> um, one, one more, um, any any thoughts, concerns, excitement about uh, Peter Hagermoser, the dad that's coming up here pretty soon. There we go. We've seen you know, <laughs> Uncle Pete. Uh, like I know he's an uncle and I'm sure he's a fantastic uncle, but you and I both know there's a huge difference between being the cool uncle and the dad. Yeah, yeah, there certainly is. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that this time period allows Peter and Kelsey to rest and get their sleep, <laughs> get some of that banked in, that banked in sleep. Because you'll, you'll look back on, on these days and go, God, I wish I could have slept more. Um, but they're going to be fine. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's uh, as I think you, you well know, it's, uh, it's a big change. Uh, but it's it's great progress, and I think both Pete and Kelsey are uh, are certainly ready for it, and uh, we we certainly all are very. Who, so Dad, who is your favorite child? Who is the favorite? Oh, I don't have favorites. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the wrong answer, right there. <laughs> you either have to say Ada, Henry, or my future child. Like that's a. Oh, but they're not my child. <laughs> grandchild, grandchild, Ada and Henry are my niece and nephew. Uh, that would have been the, the correct answer. Uh, let's not lie, it's Betsy. We all know that's the favorite one because she's the only girl. Uh, my, my job is to spoil them all and send them home high on sugar. <laughs> Look, I, I'm already getting, I'm easily looking forward to that step in life whenever we get there. I'm a long, long way away from it, but that will be fun. You're, you're hopefully, hopefully long. No, long it'll time. be long, long, long. It'll be a long time. Yeah. yeah. That's up for that. No, Pete um, and Kelsey are good with my two kids, so I'm, I'm not too worried about them. You got good no. kids, so it's pretty easy. I'm actually shocked that Luke has not popped in here yet. I am shocked. Well, he's not going to be able to go to the Wednesday podcast. <laughs> you know, it's the it's on his calendar that he gets to join us on Wednesdays. That's true. My six-year-old has got a career in entertainment, I think. I'm worried. 
Well, again, it's it's all about making people comfortable talking, you know, uh, in this kind of environment. Some people are are you know comfortable doing this, and I think people have to become more comfortable doing it because I think it's going to become more of the way that we do things. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, I think that one of the most interesting parts of of all of this, and so I, you know, Pete's doing this from his his patio and. You're doing it from uh, the laundry room. Yes, it's the podcast room. It has, it has several purposes. Podcast room, right? Podcast room. My house does not have a lot of space that you can actually shut a door. <laughs> you know, I, I'm on several calls a week that are, you know, global calls. So we have a, we do them at, at night or first thing in the morning so that we can catch our, our my Asian colleagues on the phone as well. And, and we do them uh, in video. And, and typically it hadn't been a video call, but we do them on video because my boss, wants to see people's faces. Who's your boss? What's his name? Makoto Ishii. That is a cool name. That is a cool he's name. A, I Japanese mentioned it. He's, he's, he's uh, a spectacular boss. I met, I mentioned him last podcast and I was like, I don't even want to try to say his name because I'm going to butcher it and it's going to sound horrible. <laughs> but whenever my dad says it, I always think that's a really cool name. And, like, and so, but, we, but one of the things is, you know, Western homes, you know, yours and ours here, um, you know, we have a bit more space. Um, Asian yeah. homes are, tend to be very small. Um, right. And apartments tend to be very, very small. And so, you know, there's no real way to get away. Um, and so, you know, I, I, a couple of the people we talk to are literally in closets um, to get a, a sort of a private space that they can, they can talk to. And, and so it's, um, all of that is is uh, is very. Interesting. I have a gentleman who that I, I talked to who's who uh, actually his office he made his a camper, uh, a little small like really tiny camper, and uh, he he put a rigged up a table in the camper, and that's where he he, uh, he does all his nice. his. So it's away from his family. So people are being very ingenious about places that uh, where they're doing work and you know. I think that will change houses in the future because you're going to need to have you're going to need to have some sort of space because like someplace like that to do these kinds of things. I mean, realistically, let's just fast forward and kind of just you two switch over generations here. If all three of us were growing up during this time period, oh. like you weren't like there is no way you would have a quiet time. Like three kids, like there would be we would have no. been in the video conferencing. Just how Luke joined sometimes, and Casey will walk in like. Yep. You're in meetings all day. There's no way that a meeting would not have been interrupted by one of us coming through the door, just being bored or just being a typical six, seven, or eight-year-old. So I think that's yeah, kind I mean, of like... You know, I think parents are struggling with all of that. I mean, parents are trying to do their work that, that they're supposed to be doing, right? Mom and dad, both working in some cases, you know, working from home, then trying to be, you know, making sure the kids are actually doing their schoolwork, attending, you know, zooms and, and, and <laughs> all of this and that's a you know i don't know how people do it don't get me started on the uh kindergarten school work that's a whole separate conversation I'm dying <laughs> over here yeah yeah you don't you don't carry the one anymore in math <clears throat> i don't know I if you know carry the one you, See, if you don't know you don't i carry it over there yeah that's what we do in this house that's right. <laughs> That's good. All right. All right. Well, Dad, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm sure you, you have some meetings that you have to go to because this is, you know, you're basically for today. Yes. Oh, more. Uh, are we having our, our family Zoom call tonight? Uh, yeah, probably dial in. Okay. That's all the right. other benefit is that like we had all this technology, and now we've started to actually just do a weekly adult, non-kid family zoom call that's like basically like an hour that my sister who yeah. lives in wisconsin and my brother who lives in massachusetts and my wife and i in north carolina we just talk for an hour and that's it's good. good we get to catch up we get to without the kids dominating it because that's what happens every time now it is yeah stream that's of what consciousness found. with the three-year-old it was a pleasure uh virtually meeting you i guess I gotta, I gotta <laughs> yeah. when next we get to uh, north carolina we will perhaps meet no, I would love that. Well, I tell you what, I loved having your dad on the podcast. That was fantastic. I know. I, 
that I was I was really unsure how it would be and like what he would talk about because he's never done a podcast before. But I thought he said like there's really a couple of things quite interesting that he said that I think would be really important for our listeners to understand. Because what you guys have to understand, and this is not a, a, a brag or anything, but like my dad in his division or in his section is an important person. Um, humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. He's an important person. He's someone that like you would want to, if you want to work in the tech business to like impress or try to, you know, get to his level. And I think it was really important that he talked about how relationships and being able to communicate and building those relationships is one of the most important things in business. And like one of the most important things when you talk about life is like, you may have a great idea, but do you know how to communicate that effectively? And I think that's super important for you guys to understand is that it's not just the, I got good grades. Because I'll tell you what, my dad got a, he has a finance degree. He has mm. not used that whatsoever. He got a finance degree from Babson. He just has his bachelor's. He does not have an MBA. But he has always been, my entire life, is a people person. He likes when people have fun. He likes to make sure people are having a good time. Like, he's a people person. And that's what he's kind of run his with his business is just being a people person, building those relationships. And that's stuff that you guys can work on right now. It's those personal skills, those soft skills that we try to do with the speeches. Right. Well, and that's exactly what you said it. That's why we do the speeches. That's why we do current events. That's why we've done our cabinet meeting. And, you know, we're going to try to brainstorm collectively how to, if we can play with any of that stuff for the rest of this year. And then if next year looks different, you know, how we can figure out how to help you guys keep working on those communication soft skills on a laptop. Because we want, we do want you guys to be successful. So I think that's really what it is. It's how to build relationships. And no, I think it was really good. No, it was good. I mean, he talked about, you know, I I think a lot of you guys who, some of you guys are probably just annoyed you got to do current events or you feel uncomfortable when you're up on in front of the classroom. And here's the thing, maybe us, I was thinking of this when he was talking about that he, uh, you know, my dad would sit in the conference room at 3M for five meetings and not move from his seat for like eight hours. And he said, he talks about as someone who's like, I like sitting down when I talk. Like, I like, I feel more comfortable sitting down when I'm talking. I do not like to stay in front of the, in front of a lectern and, and talk in front of a lectern. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is like the opposite. He has spoken in front of hundreds of people and thousands of people when he's presenting his projects. So maybe there's ways for us as, as Sanders and I to adjust how we do this public speaking stuff to make it so they're like trying to figure out ways to build you guys up um, to make sure you guys are successful. Because here's at the end of the day, like if you become a teacher, cool. If you're becoming, if you're going to use government at any point in your job, cool, but we're trying to train you for the job that you will have and like try to work on the skills that eventually that you guys will have. And the 99% of you will not have a job in government and won't need the, won't need to know, how many senators there are, or how many congressmen there are, or what are the three branches, but you'll need to know those interpersonal skills that right. we're trying to build. We are, we're trying to do a couple things at once. And then also tagged in kind of with our last conversation though, is how, what the government is doing is impacting Eddie and their salon and all the different, whatever business that you have, like you can tell like how those kind of government things are impacting it. So it's, it's and, all tied in together. So don't, Sometimes when you guys struggle with, you know, why are we doing this? Well, that's why. And so if we get a little creative over the next month or so, especially after the AP exam, if we start to get creative with how we're going to do stuff, that's why we're trying to help you guys build those skills and write yeah. a good paragraph. Do you notice how he said that though? You Let's go to write a I'm good paragraph, paragraph. because Be some of your paragraphs express. are still lacking. Yes. Are Be still able lacking to express yourself when you're upset or when you have a question, be able to express yourself in a good paragraph that you can send to your boss, you can send to somebody. Um, I don't want, I think, you know, I don't want to get into it right now because we definitely have, don't have enough time to discuss it, but we definitely will have enough time to discuss it on Monday. But look at what's going on in Michigan. Like Mm -hmm. Adam, did you look at that? Like look what's going on in Michigan. Look what's going on in California, that how those citizens are upset. It's kind of like what we talked about here in North Carolina that we have the reopened NC, but in Michigan, it's way worse. Well, it's because Michigan's on a way harder lockdown as well. 
Now, Wave did you see the, the reopen, one of the leaders of the reopen NC tested positive for COVID though? Yes. And then she didn't, she wouldn't admit whether she had it or was, it was like, she should have still been in quarantine uh, when she was at the rally. But Michigan, the House and the Senate voted to reopen Michigan. And the governor shot it down and used her right. power to say, and they're, they're locked down until May 28th. So for this whole rest of this month, so just look into that and just see how different states are handling it. Uh, and like, I, I definitely want to spend some time on Monday to talk about that because it's huge and it's going to, we're going to get some more information over this weekend. No, I think um, so. Michigan Monday. No, that's a Michigan, good point. Michigan, that's why we had you guys do that governor's sheet to begin with, because we knew how we were going to be referring to this on a state by state basis. And we wanted you guys to have some of that information. So speaking of which, let's, uh, I think anything else you want to say off your dad? No, I was good having him on. We do our family Zoom calls. Uh, he's gonna, they're going to move to China at some yeah. point, which I think is really interesting uh, and cool. Uh, once, hopefully once all this is over. Now, does he, uh, I, I wish I'd have thought about that and asked him, is it like Hong Kong that he's looking at moving to, or is it like China, China? So it'd be, it would be like Beijing, most okay. likely. Um, and so not to dive too deep, but my, you know how my dad was talking about his patent? Yeah. Um, and so he's done a lot of side work for 3M with patents mm-hmm. and with Asia markets uh, stealing 3M patents and suing them and, and whatnot. And, and he's made a significant amount of money for 3M doing that just nice. on the side. And so that would be probably what he would be doing in China was just be protecting 3M's patents. To right. Well, Asians. protecting intellectual property especially from china is that we could do a whole podcast just on that actually absolutely i mean he recently like they were suing samsung for you know millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and he's like oh they're gonna pay they just don't want to but they're gonna pay because they know they stole (laughs) it but they're just dragging it out and i was like this is insane the amount of money they were suing them for but uh no it's interesting if you guys have any questions you guys want to ask uh want me to ask my dad you know, I talk to my dad daily uh, about sort of the business side of this. Um, I certainly can. Um, or I can also, you know, ask my brother too, because he's also in that same tech business too. With it. His is a little more of a young company. That's what was so interesting is he'd actually be a good one because 3M is an old company. My right. dad's They've got all the established old. norms. And... You, you would be one of the youngest people. Again, you find ways to call me old. It's but still like I... Like, again, like, it's, I think probably right now, like, my brother was the youngest person there when he worked there, like, right. 15 years. Mm-hmm. So it's an older company where my brother's company is those newer tech companies that they give you free breakfast and free lunch, and there's, like, cool office spaces. So, like... Well, they used to until you were working from your closet. So. Absolutely. So, uh, it'd All be right. interesting well, to get different perspectives, but... All right, so it is Friday, so we're going to give everybody just a little bit of feedback Friday. Uh, we're not going to go as in-depth as we did last time. Uh, and honestly, we're not doing that because we don't need to, and that's a credit to you guys. Uh, for the most part, when we've gone through and looked through your responses and all the ones that you did for the, the unit two FRQs, if you will, where we kind of gave you that list of five, uh, a lot of really, really good things. The biggest thing that we're noticing, though, though, is how much of an emphasis that we would recommend you putting on those core foundational documents Um, because that's one thing that they're not going to give you and yes you can google something real fast on federalist 51 or federalist 70 etc but the greater knowledge and the deeper understanding of what that is you're going to need to have going into the exam Uh, and and so that's the no go ahead and i think you guys have such a unique opportunity is that you can have that stuff in front of you and so what I would do, and maybe me and Sanders can be a little teacher you know, teacher-like and, and post something that we'll have to make, but I think it's a really good time to make yourself a cheat sheet. And what's really important is, like, I think you guys would fully understand, like, how all the, you know, the definitions and, like, and summing up the different foundational documents, how they connect to each other. Like, how are they, how would you connect, you know, like in question one, how do you connect the 14th Article 1 of the Constitution and Federal 78? Like those connections would be really helpful to have in front of you, just like we talked about the Supreme Court cases and how like 
know one thing about, be able to draw a picture about East Supreme Court case, having that cheat sheet, cheat sheet of how all the documents connect to each other would be really important. Right. So one thing that we're actually going to give you guys to do next week um, is something we did last year. There's one document that we didn't cover in depth yet. And so we'll do that as well. But when Dr. King got thrown in prison, he's sitting in a jail cell in Birmingham, Alabama. And so he writes a letter. Uh, and so that letter is pretty much the only one of the core documents that isn't from the 18th century. Uh, and there are so many things in that letter that he wrote that connects back to those foundational documents that it's, it's really, really helpful to kind of, if you can do that, if you can connect Dr. King's letter to Brutus one fed 10, et cetera, mm -hmm. then you're going to be in really, really good shape. And so that's one thing that we did last year in class that we're going to do again as well. So before next week, before you do that, you want to know a little bit about, hopefully we all know who Dr. King is, but kind of why was he sitting in a jail cell back then? Not, and not even the politics of Kennedy helped get him out, uh, but just kind of like, what did he write in, in those letters and, and why does it matter so much? Yeah. And we'll, we'll explain that later on, but those are the kind of things that we really want you guys to focus on. That and just writing a cohesive, coherent, well Paragraphs. thought out paragraph, not random thoughts. Yeah. Being able to write a paragraph as Mr. Hagemoser Sr. said, be able to write a good paragraph. It matters. Um, it really does. And it, you know, it, it really matters in being able to write. But I can't stress this enough. Having, don't just have, you guys are able to have your book in front of you during the exam. Like, you can have your notebook if you kept, if you brought home your notebook. I know a lot of you guys did, but like, have, make yourself a cheat sheet. Use our cheat sheet. Make some more cheat sheets that are going to be at, are going to be available for you. So you're not just looking through your notebook trying to figure out where to go. Like, use this to your advantage. This is the only time in college board history that you basically will be able to take a class. You'll pick, pick this test online with your notes in front of you. Right. Like use it to your up use it to your advantage. Right, because we used to like we would spend the day before the exam wanting you to do those little memorization pieces. And you don't have to worry about that. If you don't know what the thirteenth amendment is, you can just Google it. Uh, yeah. but again, when you're writing those responses, make sure that you realize that putting in what the thirteenth amendment is is not going to be enough. No. They're not gonna Anything ask you that is Googleable is we're going to be looking for more than that. I actually got, just got my email today that, you know, I'll be grading them still. So like, that's what we're going to be looking for. Exactly. That's just more of me looking at a computer. Yes. Yes. Uh, kids, Casey is still in diapers at nighttime. And so we've got to pay those things off. So, all right, well, I'm, I'm good. Again, if you guys have more detailed FRQ questions, feel free to let us know. Uh, and then next week, we'll really try to make sure that we get you ready for your exam on my birthday. 100%. All right. Well, it's Friday. It's time for us to go get some Chick-fil-A now. Time for us to go get some dinner. All right. We'll see everybody virtually or, you know, something later on. Uh, at the end of the day, I hope you guys are enjoying listening to this podcast as much as Coach Sanders and I are enjoying doing this podcast. But if you ever become a teacher, please don't. And please do not teach like Hugo Moser.